When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you use the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting that bell icon so you may know every time I put new content on. Don't want you to miss any interview, any guests, because everyone is is pucker. Everyone is a personal um recollection of the time of West Ham, whether it's playing or supporting. So it's really important that you miss uh, you don't miss anything. So make sure you hit that bell icon. Loads of great guests coming up, including today. You'll have noticed him. Uh, recognised him hopefully from the Irons United uh, who is this man who is this man I don't know who's from the Irons United YouTube channel it's Alf Gaspar hi Alf how you doing man uh, <laughs> hello mate thanks for having me on I was trying to give you I was trying to give you like a really nice introduction and then, and then you well, just he, here he comes here's the drum yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, I mean, it's like tumbleweed that the Irons United stuff's great I love it and you know you, you Stel and Anton get on really well and it's quite funny and I like watching it I like watching the the watch-alongs as well which is quite fun as well yeah I think I think for me I've always well, actually all three of us uh and all the lads who've been involved in Irons United actually yeah. over, over the past I've all always tried to not take it too seriously no. Because there's a lot of seriousness about West Ham, and we've got a lot to be serious about, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but I think we we collectively, you know, we always say that you know we're fans first and foremost, and we just want to have a bit of a, a bit of a laugh. We take what we do seriously, yeah, as in the Irons United, the fabric of the the channel, if you know what I mean. Mm. But we always try and have a bit of fun with it. So yeah, yeah I mean, at the end of the day, that's you know where we're at. You're right. I mean, at the end of the day, we're not in it for the football, are we, Alf? To be honest. You see, he <laughs> spits his tea, spits his tea across. But we're not, are we? Oh, we're really dear. not. We've picked the wrong, yeah. we've backed no, the wrong horse. No, if absolutely it, right. If that was the case. So, yeah, yeah. it's about, it's about having fun. As you said, it is about sort of chatting, to, yeah, almost like, you know, that's what I like about the Orange United stuff. It is like you're chatting to your mates down the pub. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's what it is, yeah, and yeah, even more so. We, we need it even more so because you know we can't go, or we can go to the pub now, but you know it still doesn't have the same yeah. same look and feel. Anyway, um, and yeah. you know that's part yeah. of the reason why this channel started. Really, was because to connect yeah, to West Ham fans. Brilliant, thank you. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's taken off. Great it's, concept. Yeah, great it's quite concept. quite a simple it. idea. Yeah, it. quite simple, and the people yeah, people really brilliant. like it. Um, and yeah. sort of you know what we try and do is find people's journeys and why they became a West Ham fan. So for you, Alf, why West Ham? Why is it your club? Well, it started very <laughs> a long, long time ago. <laughs> now I tell you what, it's I always say it's almost like a bit of a, an unconventional route to being a West Ham fan. Yeah. And I think this is what I take into my online stuff and Irons United, which I've only recently started doing in the last sort of two or three years, really. I never grew up in London. I grew up in Worcestershire, right just uh, south of Birmingham. So by rule, my teams of choice should be either West Brom or Aston Villa or something like that. All the lads, all the kids I went to school with all supported Aston Villa. Or 
actually most of my circle of friends and family are all Man United fans. So it's either Villa, West Brom or Man United fans. And as a kid, I was kind of like, I love football, but nah. It just, yeah. there was just something about them. I was like, nah, uh, I don't really fancy them at all. And <clears throat> I never used to spend a lot of time with my dad because he was always working. But one of the few times that we did spend together uh, was either watching Match of the Day uh, or we used to have a TV program up in the Midlands called uh, Star Soccer. And it was like a highlights program. And it was before the days of Big Match. There was a Big yep. Match uh, TV program. But this is called Star Soccer, right? Um, and he always used to say to me, right, always watch the teams in his Italian accent, by the way. So always watch your teams that play good football. And I was just like, what does that mean, Dad? And he'd just, he'd just walk out the room and he'd just leave me with that. And I thought, well, come on, you've got to give me a bit more meat on the bones here. You know, you've got to tell me more. And this was from a very young age. I'm talking about four or five. So you'd always say, watch him, watch the way he's playing. Right, so my dad... Uh, with all that in mind, he was a bit of a closet Coventry and Nottingham Forest fan as well. Two teams, I don't know, long story, I don't yeah. want to talk about it. I've disowned him many times for it. <laughs> anyway, I remember one of the very few times that we'd ever watch a live game. In fact, this is not just our household, this is the whole nation, was actually yeah. the FA Cup final. Yep. In those days, that was probably one of the only live games available. So Saturday, FA Cup day, was a very special day. Um, and that's why it's still dear to my heart now. FA Cup for me is just a massive deal. Mm. So, and I told you I'd go off on a tangent. No, so when in recent years we've kind of thrown our FA Cup runs away, that has yeah. really knocked me. That's really annoyed me. And I, I mean, in, in a kind of very deep way, that's uh, annoyed me. So because it's all this, it's always this connection with my dad watching football, you see. And one of the very first FA Cup finals I can remember was the 75 Cup final. And, and, that, and I can't remember it entirely watching it, but I can remember my dad saying, watch his team, watch them. And thereafter, because of Ron Greenwood, uh, obviously Bobby Moore and all that kind of yep. stuff, the history of England and the associate, and obviously Peterson Hurst, the Association of England and West Ham. And Ron Greenwood went, um, went on to be with England. And then Brooking was still uh, obviously playing for, um, for England. Although at the time, a couple of years later, we were in Division 2, we always seemed to be on either this star soccer, for me, uh, or match of the day. Yeah. And it was always that team that my dad would say, watch them, watch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the way they're playing football. And it didn't matter about the result. It was always about the way they were playing football. So in this, I'm a 70s kid. So growing up in the 70s, we had a 75 Cup final. We had a 1980 Cup final. Yeah. We had good football. We had good English heritage, if you know what I mean, with Greenwood and Brooking. Yeah. You know, and it was all that kind of stuff. And for me, it was just a big rebellion against Man United, Villa, <laughs> West Brom. It was just like I'm not supporting any of those. Love. Yeah. You yeah, can yeah. have that. And also, I was almost like um, 
<laughs> it was almost like that that character off Little Britain, you know, the little only gay in the village. I was the only West Ham fan, in the village, you know, in the town. There was no other West Ham fans around. So, you know, any time I was celebrating a goal, I was like, yay, oh, I'm alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. I mean, that's how I started being a West Ham yeah. fan as a very young age. Um, and it was, thank, thankfully, it was down to Trevor Brookin, Ron Greenwood, and Match of the Day, Star Soccer, and my dad saying, watch this thing, because they, they, they play football in the right way. Brilliant. That was it. I love and, 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 and I've hated my dad ever since. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I haven't. Why can, look, at, look at this. Look at this team. They're quite good. Liverpool. No, 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 no. I'm going West Ham. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's funny. There's a, a few stories like that where like people have been watching Match of the Day and then their dad's gone, oh, what football team do you support? And just West Ham are on the high. Yeah, that one. And, you yeah. know, like Little Britain, like Andy, that one. Um, and uh, it could have been any other team. But as you said, yeah, from yeah. then on, from sort of the mid-70s. I like onwards, the colour of the shirts, Dad. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That'll do. Exactly. But it's, it's, it's true. And it's things like that we stick. Yeah. And then at 50, 60 years on, people are still supporting the club. And as you said, it's just that sliding doors moment. Um, yeah, yeah. And obviously, from sort of the from sort of the mid seventies onwards, that's, you know, that's a, that's a nice spread of, of um, yeah. more thick than thin, no more thin than thick, I'd say, uh, yeah. in, terms yeah. of, in terms of success. What sort of, are there sort of any memories, any sort of games or any sort of experiences which sort of stick out as, as unique to you in terms of your, your West Ham journey, so to speak? Well, uh, there was, um, there's been quite a few. I mean, I was, I was lucky enough to go to, we, I didn't go to regular games as a kid um, because we, you know, live so far yeah. away. And, and I think this is why I identify with a lot of people who watch our uh, channel or any YouTube channel mm. who can't get to games. Yeah. You know, they might be on the other side of the world or they might just not be able to afford tickets. I mean, let's face yeah. it. Yeah. Crazy prices these days, right? Yeah. 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 So I always identify with those people a lot more to say look you know i know you can't get to games and whatever we do on irons united and for that matter i'm sure it's the same on any other channel okay yeah. I, i'm going to include us all it's actually about bringing the experience of the match day to people so now mm. i'm in a position where i you know i've been i'm a season ticket holder now so i do go to games <laughs> well <laughs> if, if i could <laughs> now if we could <laughs> You know, so it, so it, it is about that. It is about bringing the experience. So when I was growing up, I didn't have that experience. And then I was away for uh, a number of years. Um, I was uh, living abroad. Uh, so this was all kind of pre-internet as well. So trying to get information about West Ham is, uh, you know, you're kind of reading through all the newspapers or we world. I think World Service is still going, isn't it, on the radio? Yeah, yeah. So I was listening to World Service for the football results on a Saturday. You know, it's all that kind of stuff. It actually makes you, in some ways, an even bigger fan. I agree. Because yeah. you don't have access to the information. You don't mm. have access to the games. So this is why this kind of stuff that you're doing and also all the other West Ham channels, it's great for all those people, I feel, that are around the world that don't have access to yeah. the game. Now, obviously, now everybody's watching Premier League football on TV. I, I get that. So it's slightly different, but it's still that connection. So I didn't have that growing up. But yeah. one of the, the earliest games that I went to, and I went to a few, obviously, in my pre, about 10 years old and then onwards into my teens. 
But one of the ones that I went to, which always sticks in my mind for some reason, and that would become relevant later when I'm picking my 11, right? Uh, where we grew up, as I say, it was a massive Man United contingent. So in those days, you didn't need um, tickets to go and see a game and all that kind of stuff. It was cheaper ships to go into an league ground. So my brother was a big uh, Man United fan, and he wanted to go up to Old Trafford. And they used to have this bus, this fans bus, that used to leave our local town and go all the way up to Manchester, right? Yeah. So he said, do you want to come up? I said, well, I don't know. And he said, he said uh, they're playing West Ham. I said, I'll come. I'll come. Right? <laughs> so I was about 11 or 12, right? Yeah. There's me. No parent would allow their kids to do this now, I'm sure. Yeah. But he was, what, uh, 14. I'm 11. We get on this bus. And we go all the way up to Manchester, full of Man United fans, you know, giving it like, you can, you can imagine yeah. what, a, you know, a fan bus is like. That was all great. I was just really quiet and just doing this the whole way because yeah. I didn't want to let everybody know I was a West Ham fan. We got up there, got tickets now. I, I wanted to go into the way end. They wouldn't let me go into the way end. Um, and this is 11 years old. Look, please, sir, can I go in? He's like, no, bugger off. And my, and my brother's like, no, we're going to the Man United end. Anyway, I know I'm going rambling. We mm. went off into the Man United end. Yeah. We got stuffed. Absolutely stuffed. But I didn't care because it was West Ham and I was West Ham away. Yeah. Right, this you know, this is not West Ham at home, this no, is West Ham no, away. Is proper, and yeah. I was at Man United and I was at Old Trafford, <laughs> so we were getting stuffed. I think it was 4 0, right? And then who pops up? No, five, I think it was, we were losing 5 0. But who pops up? My man, Paul Goddard, right foot <laughs> into the corner. That was me, yeah. <laughs> And then I suddenly realised that I was in the middle of all these Man United fans. And I was like, oh, and I just sat down straight away. But nobody said a word to me. It was oh. really funny. I was 11 year old. And I was like, my brother was pulling me down going, shut up, shut up. <laughs> so that's one of my earliest games as, as a West Ham fan that I can really remember. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously, then there was lots of games afterwards, that, but that was one of my earliest games. That I, oh, but I always remember Man United bus, and it was it was the bus coming in back as well. That's where I had to keep my mouth shut. As well. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, oh God, yeah. yeah. I, I, I I remember doing one of those fan buses. We went to we had a pre-season at Celtic, um, and I went up there, and we ended up in. There's some like we went with a couple of scale Celtic fans, and they were in some proper rough area of of set of Glasgow. Ger- I mean, not Gerbils, but something like that is called. Yeah. And uh, we was in this pub, like Celtic pub, and they go, "Oh yeah, we just get, we just go on the bus." And literally, we got on this bus. I'm like, I must have been 16, going, "What the hell am okay. I doing?" In a Glasgow, yeah. like clearly, I'm a West Ham fan, you know. And it's like, uh, yeah. I used to love them. Brilliant. It only cost like a quid, and you went straight up to the door. But it's quite a clever idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's brilliant. I actually, I actually used to live in, in Scotland, uh, in Glasgow, many years yeah. ago, and it, it was funny because there's um, there's two questions they ask you in, in Glasgow or in Scotland in general, but in Glasgow where I was, first question is, are you English? Yeah. Right, that that's it, because it's Scotland, <laughs> and if you say you're English, that's it. You, you're on a bit of a sticky wicket, really, <laughs> especially the kind of play, dodgy places that I was hanging out. No, I'm kind of exaggerating, I don't know, I but know, yeah. it was a little bit like that at the time. So, so I, I could either, ch- depending how the mood was, I could either be English or Italian. So yeah. I kind of like, oh, Italian. Oh, all right, then, fine. The second one was, um, 
who do you support? Now, if you think about, you know, the Israelis against Palestine, you know, or West Ham against Millwall, yeah. that is nothing compared to what oh, it's no. like up there. You are, you are either blue or you are, you know, green and white. And that's it. Every question, especially to a bloke, every question is, who do you support? Who do you support? And they're very serious. It's, mm. You know, looking straight in the eyes, who do you support? And I was like, and I learned straight away, <laughs> you know, uh, never to answer the question with either a blue or all the lads I was working with, they're all, all Rangers fans. And then a couple of them, a couple of lads who I met who were Celtic fans. All really nice, but there's always this question. But as soon as I said West Ham, they were like, oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> That's it. Conversation to be over. So I was just like, whew, dodged a bullet there. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. And, nice. and I think at the time we were doing really, I can't remember what year it was, but we, we weren't doing very well. Uh, so it was always a standing joke. He said, oh, do you, love fo- do you like football? I said, yeah. He said, who do you support? And they said, West Ham. And they said, oh, well, you don't like football, then, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't argue with it, really. You know what I mean? I can't argue with it. Fair enough, uh, fair enough. I know, it's, it's, it's fun. But as I said, I, I used to love doing those away trips. So they, those, those pre-season friendlies were mental because you just go to all these yeah. random places, wouldn't you? And it was always... Yeah. I did. I remember that. Was, it was funny because we were... As we get on the, I remember we were going on the train up there and someone went to, oh, where are we staying tonight? Uh, it was your job to book the hotel. No, yeah. no, no. You, I was like, oh, bollocks. And when the phone, like, yeah. like, literally, this is before proper phone, you know, this is when we're mobiles yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff and having to get a holiday in or whatever in the middle of Glasgow. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Um, and it all kicked off afterwards, as you can imagine, you know, loads of West Ham fans up in, up in Glasgow. It's all kicked off. Anyway, anyway. It's interesting, actually, about uh, Glasgow as a, as a place. I've never, known, I've never known another place like it. I know, I know there's football rivalry all over the world, mm. of course there is, but I've never known a place like it. But I heard of this place, and maybe one of your viewers is watching it, but it's in uh, just south of uh, Birmingham somewhere, uh, Rugby, I think it is. And what it was years ago, I can't remember, it's a, it's a, there's a factory there, there's either a, a brick factory or a, some kind of factory there. And there was a massive contingent of uh, Scottish workers that went there just for this factory. This is years ago. And what they used to do, they used to have uh, a factory football game. And you're either Celtic or Glasgow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to get, right, for their one of their games, they used to get 5,000 people coming to watch their games. I've never heard anything like wow. that. This is just for a, a, a factory pub team, as it were. Yeah. And they were called, I think they were called Celtic and, and Rangers as well. I, I don't know what they called. Oh, there brilliant. we go. So I've never heard oh, anything funny. like that. You know. oh, funny. Oh, I got brilliant. I love stuff like yeah. that. It's brilliant. And people just yeah, say, yeah, it's, it's like now, I think, you know, if there was a, I think now, if there was like a live game and people could go and see, I don't know, I live in Hornchurch, you know, Hornchurch versus someone. They'd yeah. sell it because people are desperate to go and see live football. They'd go and see it, wouldn't it? It's like the other day they had the um, was it the Bournemouth game? Uh, not the Bournemouth, the Southampton Man City game was the most viewed football game ever, Premier League game in the UK ever. Yeah, it was on BBC like 5.6 million. Yeah, people were just yeah, desperate yeah, yeah. and just like I, I can't keep up at the moment with the matches. I'll be honest. It's like I'll look no, at my phone and there's like there's been three games on already that day, and I'm like, what? What? How yeah. did that happen? Yeah, yeah, um, I know. West it's Ham funny, actually, it was, it was a few years ago, I think when we first moved from, um, you know, Upton Park yeah. to uh, the London Stadium, I can't, I, th- I think maybe it was in the first year, I think there was lots of fans, 
quite rightly so upset and all that yep. sort of stuff. And, um, you know, a lot of them are saying, like, I'm not going anymore. And these fans still say that, still continue to say, I'm not going anymore, I've had enough of this. But what, what was coming out of it at the time was a lot of fans said, I'm not going out that, but I'm going to go and start watching my local team, local yeah. support my local team. And actually, lots of fans, not just West Ham, but all, all over the country, are ditching their Premier League team and they're going down the divisions mm. and so, you know, I go and support my local team, you know, just getting yeah. my football fix, but I'm not getting ripped off or whatever. So mm. there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, I used to, I mean, I mean, I used to. We could get into the whole politics of football. Yeah, yeah we could do. That's for your show. Though. That's, that's, that's you. You, you, do the, <laughs> you do all the topical stuff. I just do nostalgia. That's my show. No, but I used to do, um, I used to do the, or- go to the Orient as well, because like they used to do under 16s for a tenner. A season tickets oh, yeah. and yeah. they all and they, and they would always they do West Ham opposite you know home and aways so you'd go and watch the home games of West Ham and then the O's and I think the O's actually did a special deal if you went if you bought your, your West Ham season ticket you had like ten percent off on match time oh, okay. something like that as well so you know they oh. were realistic as well that was always yeah, good yeah, fun yeah. so obviously there was a lot of West Ham Orient sort of connections you know people moving from one and we used to obviously do pre-seasons but that was always good fun uh, anyway let's move on to this 11 as I said that's why we have the 11 now, so we can keep on oh, track oh do we have to <laughs> keep on track <laughs> so uh, we, we've, had, we've had Stel we've had Anton we've had Jim this is this is the fourth instalment for the Irons United 11 we, you can have your own playlist yeah. soon um, I should have like a big badge here shouldn't I you know plug in Irons United yeah or yeah you should badge. be yeah 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 for your zoom background next nah. time next time well, there'll no. be a description, a link in the description below. We'll say that. Um, and oh, so, that's, that's very kind. That's yeah. very, I can quickly draw one of my uh, my little my internet cards. There you go. So, <laughs> I've got my team here, by the way. Uh, no, my... no spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, God, no, can... That's it. People anyway. switch off now. Thanks, Alf. Yeah. My watch time has gone right down now, thanks to you. Well, there we go. Look, there we go. Look, look. <laughs> yeah. it's gone. It's gone. Oh god, what are we going to do? Um, so yeah, we. So can obviously, before we start this, can I just say before we start this, I found this to be one of the hardest things to do. Really? Not because I, you know, I don't know my, my players. It's just that I change my mind every five minutes. Yeah. Every day. I have a different favourite West Ham player, yeah. and every day I have a different West Ham eleven. Pretty much, yeah. there's always something that changes, or there's a player that I've forgotten about, yeah, and then in. I start to put it on paper like this, and I think, okay, yeah, him, definitely him. And I think, oh no, <laughs> oh, what about him? Oh no, what about him? And I come up with about five or six different players in each position. I'm just going to for goodness' sake. <laughs> so true. So, and yeah, to be I, honest, I you've got quite—you do have quite a spread, don't you? Really, from sort of the mid seventies yeah. onwards, you've got a nice spread of yeah. players, Alf. And, that, and that's the—and that's sure, sure. and that's what's uh, for the more experienced fans. That's what they, they like. And and as I said, yeah. as long as as long as you've you've been alive to a seed and play, that's the only criteria. And when I mean alive, I mean obviously not necessarily live because obviously that would that would obviously a lot of the foreign based hammers wouldn't be able to put anyone in because they, they come over yeah. so um that, that's the only criteria so let's go for the alpha 11 i'm looking forward to this who's before you, cha- be before you change your mind again i have to be alive i don't just check my pulse yeah <laughs> just barely alive I don't, yeah. I don't even know if that's a pulse by the way there we go so, that'll uh, do. that's just your watch strap god dude oh, god, yeah. was time already <laughs> you, you're ticking i'm really on time literally every second my yeah 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other show goes in about 20, 25 minutes. It's gone on for two hours. Oh, don't worry. We've had, we've had, we've had longer. Is it still, still rabbiting on? Yeah. You know yeah, what? Yeah, there was some of the hammers. It's so funny. They used to be, we had, um, we had Nigel on and Nigel Khan was determined to go longer than Gonzo and he missed by about a minute. He was gutted because he was waffling on his ass got to be longer than Gonzo. He was like, well, no. I said, look, Gonzo is another minute. He's like, oh, <laughs> he was determined to have the longest one. But, and uh, how long were those two? Uh, yeah, about an hour, hour and ten. I think the longest one we had, I can't remember the longest one. I think the longest one might have been Martin, Martin Godliman, who I do West Ham, who's the announcer, basically. Oh, okay. Because he yeah, has yeah, yeah, like yeah. this encyclopedic like, knowledge of West Ham. It's in, absolutely incredible. You know, he, the club will come to yeah. him for suggestions on players and stuff in terms of goals. It's yeah. amazing. Anyway, anyway let's, let's see what we can do. Yeah, let's yeah. go for the Alpha 11. In goal. Who's in goal for okay. the Alpha 11? Well, uh, this is one of my hardest uh, choices, again, because it should be, it should be, and it is, Phil Parks. Yeah. It should be, yeah. right? But I've always, I've liked some other great keepers at the time. Uh, Robert Green, I thought he, like, he was in and out a, a lot of the time, I know, but um, in terms of form, uh, but I thought he had some great, had some great times with Robert Green. Fabianski, I think he's, He's been one of our best keepers in a generation. Agreed. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. Uh, Ludo, of course, yeah. <laughs> but Merv Day, uh, I thought was, you know, he, he was one of the, you know, that, that first keeper uh, that I saw as, as a kid. And um, But Phil Parks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Parks, he's got yeah. to be him. He's yeah, no. Nice. Yeah, I always remember Parks, right? He had, he had the hands like that. Yeah, yeah. And there was a picture. Oh, similar to this. Yes. Similar to this. And he was selling the, the, the latest uh, gloves. And it was like that, you see. And we won the, the final in 1980. And then all of a sudden, this is another thing, right? If you don't live near London or you don't live near where your team, whatever team you support, are based, right? If you live in the provinces or another country, there's no way you're going to get like West Ham stuff, right? Yeah. There's no way you're going to get it. And back in the day, there's no way. So when we won the FA Cup, that's when I suddenly realised what marketing was about. At 10 years old, I realised, I thought, hold on, we've just won the FA Cup. Now, all of a sudden, all the sports shops are selling West Ham kits, West Ham mugs and scarves. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Right, we've got to win something, so therefore everybody can see West Ham stuff. Got it. <coughs> We never won anything else. <laughs> that's what I say. Let's bugger that plan up until, until the Interstate <laughs> Cup. <laughs> so anyway, Phil Parks, because of his whole marketing drive, everybody yeah. was doing and he had the gloves. You mm. see, so all of a sudden it was like Phil Parks gloves. So I used to, I used to love playing a little bit of goal. So one of my first acquisitions was Phil Parks gloves. Brilliant. I love it. Yeah, yeah, Although he, he, did, he didn't, like me, Alf, he didn't, didn't need the, the Cossack. The hairspray. <laughs> I saw a picture of it the other day because we've got Marie coming on soon and someone put a post, put one of Phil's... Uh, He's, he's magazine ads for Cossack and he just looked so smouldering. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. It was so funny. <laughs> well, put parts in. Let's, let's, go, uh, let's go left back then. Alfie, we've got left back, man. Right. Okay. I, I, I'm, again, it's a generational thing, I'm, I'm afraid. Um, because uh, what, my first choice kind of would be Dixie. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going Lampard. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I think I cannot give it to Dixie. Because Lampard's got two FA Cups under his belt. 
and he'll do that for me. And he was a fantastic player. You know, me growing up in that position, it was always Frank Lampard. And I was just like, I'm having an all day long. Yeah, definitely. And, I, I and think... nobody can disagree with me. Nobody is allowed to disagree with me. I think, but I'll be honest. I think, I think, and that's what's come through in this channel is like I think, I think he's he's given a, a he, well, no, he's given a rough ride, but he seems to be like yeah. left out in the wash. You know what I mean? When people talk yeah. about legends, I mean he played so many games for us. He's, yeah. There's how many? There's not many who have won two FA Cups of West Ham. No, do you know no, what I mean? Exactly. No, I, I totally agree with you. He's because of the problems, because mm. of the Harry Redknapp issue, because of. Uh, his son as well, yeah. Frank Lampard Jr. Um, they, there was a big falling out. And I think there's a lot of fans, and maybe certainly the fans of a certain generation, who do remember him, who yeah. will always remember him. And then others who were just like, well, he's before our time. We don't. Yeah. But make no mistake, Frank Lampard was fantastic in that, in that position. Yeah, and that's the idea. This, as you said, yeah. you mentioned it was a generational thing, and that's the whole idea. You know, because we put that that yeah. sort of caveat on, it means you get yeah. these generations. So people who might not necessarily have known much about Frank Lampard, apart from he was yeah. Frank Lampard's dad, you know, now yeah. can go back and go. Actually, this guy, if he's if you're the guys like yourselves are putting him in in your eleven, you know, it's worth checking yeah. out. And um, same as me, you know, like I've you know quite naive really to people like you know uh john Childs and clyde best and stuff i never really knew much yeah. about them so i've actually had to go back and yeah. it's broadened my uh, my knowledge really so it's it's quite cathartic yeah. right okay we'll, okay we'll put frank lampard in let's go uh right back then let's go the other side enough um right back is uh there's only one there's, there's only one player that's ever been competent in that in that position for me yeah. and that's uh ray stewart it's tonka yeah yeah that that is he's the only one who's ever really bossed that position and because you know uh he, he never missed a penalty did he uh you know he yeah. was just uh, awesome uh in, in that position again you know he, he's he's got the honors uh the footballing yeah. honors to to match too much so you know for me uh he, he would be in that position yeah and that's what i mean someone like ray stewart you know yeah. he's not not revered but he's he's in the he's always in the mix isn't he when you talk about yeah. western legend well frank lampard isn't and actually you think yeah. mm, you know why is one and the other or, or because yeah. of what's happened after his playing career which yeah. doesn't seem fair but yeah tonka and and love absolutely smashing bloke smashing guy yeah yeah oh yeah yeah absolutely lovely yeah. He's, he's coming on the I channel love- soon yeah, I think Lampard, I mean, he, he was kind of, after football, he was more into sort of property and stuff like yeah. that. So I, I kind of, I don't think he really, obviously his son carried it on, but I don't think he was really as, as a high-profile ex-West Ham no. player, perhaps. Mm. Uh, maybe that's something to do with it as well. But um, Yeah, no. maybe. There we go. No, yeah, good. Right, I'll put Tonker in. Let's go centre-offs. Then our first centre-off, oh. mate. Oh. Yeah, we change your mind again. What, every, there's going to be lots of people who are going to hate me for this because I'm not going to have Billy Bonds and I'm not having him in yeah. there. And I don't know why. And I'm kind of regretting it already. Uh, Alvin Martin. Yeah. I'm, I'm having it. Yeah. Because I think, again, he was one of our best centre halves mm. ever. I agree. From a young lad when he came through, you know, uh, FA Cup, League Cup final. 
uh, you know, 81. Um, it, it was just, it was just great. I, I just love watching Alvin Martin play. You know, boxing, and there, you, there have been very lots of other defenders that we've had who were of the same kind of ilk. Um, yeah. Collins, you know, James yeah. Collins. I thought, yeah, 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 Alvin Martin like. I agree. Uh, but and he would be one of my, you know, sort of top five, if you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, Alvin Martin. Uh, yeah. I would go to say. I can't and, believe I haven't got. I'm already kicking myself already. Damn it. Well, unfortunately, I know the, the other spot, I know you've put Manuel de Costa in. So that's what, you know, so it's like, <laughs> oh, did, yeah. did you see there him the other day? Did you see him in Faguli the other day? Go and check no, it out. No. They had a, uh, Galatasaray were playing, because obviously Faguli's Galatasaray and de Costa. I did see that. And the VAR. Right. And the VAR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good old West Ham, yeah. still there. <laughs> Good lads. Good lads. But Alvin, who's Alvin going to partner in the middle? Right. Okay. I, um, again, so this is more about the potential that a player could have had with us, but he actually went and showed it with another team or yeah. a couple of teams. Uh, as Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rio Ferdinand was by far the one of the best footballing, certainly uh, uh, defenders that we ever had, but possibly one of the best footballers that we ever had. Yeah. Uh, in general, but we just didn't have him long enough. Agreed. For him to, you know, fully blossom, and then he obviously went to Leeds for eighteen million, and then Man United swooped in and took him, and look, obviously, look what he did there. So, yeah, yeah, Rio yeah, for me. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, and you, you're right. Yeah. The potential of him was was yeah. He's always played. I, I, I do, I do admit. Yeah, we didn't have him long enough, so you, we can't really class him as one of the West Ham greats. I'd still have him in there. Yeah, of course you would. Of course you would. And yeah, he was one yeah. of those players. I remember he was one of those players, who, you know, and you get that, don't you? With the, when the youngsters come through, you watch them when they turn up for the first time, you thought, and he turned up and you thought, yeah, this yeah. guy's this guy's yeah. special. You know, you know he's going to be. And then, the, and then the first question is, how long can we keep him for? That's the trouble yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant, but how long is he going to stay? And uh, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I suppose real. we all do it. I mean, if you look at any fan in the land and if they're really involved with their club and as a supporter and then they kind of want to watch the, the youth come through, I'm always a big advocate and trying to get the youth through. And this is yeah. what's a big frustration of mine as well. But we're kind of always looking for that. We always get really excited about a new young player coming through, or we hear about them in the under 23s and then they don't quite make it, or they play one uh, game and they're never seen again. Yeah. Or we sell them on and we think, well, whatever mm. happens to them? Do you know what I mean? I mean, the latest thing with Ngaki, I mean, that's a, yeah. another, he could be potential to be a great position, that right back position. Who you know, you start dreaming, could he be as great as Ray Stewart? Could he, you yeah. know, could he have that longevity? You know, but then all of a sudden it all fades away and then he mm. wants to go off and you think, what could have been? But you just don't know, do you? you know? No, you don't. That's that's the trouble when when you've had lots, you know, with people like yeah, like Freddie Sears, you know, when he came yeah, on the yeah. field. You're like, here we go, yeah. this is this is T C Mark two. Yeah. And then you just yeah. bless him, he just like just didn't didn't do it. Yeah. Um yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Uh, but I remember watching yeah. Deck. I remember watching Deck in the under twenty threes, like when because obviously yeah. they would do them at Upton, at Upton Park. They do them at London Stadium, wouldn't they? Um, and so yeah. they'd watch them. And he he stood out like a sore thumb at that team yeah. already. And he was like, and t- as soon as he came in, you just knew he was going to be mustered. But yeah, 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 yeah. no, I get that. Right, okay, let's well, it's go. Interesting you go say on. that. It's interesting because there are there are those players. You're absolutely right. It's night and day how good they are against yeah. you know. 
to get somebody else. And you could see it and you say, yeah, definitely. I think it was the leadership. I think the fact that he yeah. was captain and and not just for West Ham, but for, but for England in general, we don't yeah. have any leaders. You know, Harry Kane yeah. is England captain, but he isn't, you know, yeah. and I know, I know it's yeah. blasphemous, but he isn't John Terry in terms of captain, no, no. you know. No. Uh, and, and Deck is that mould you know and it, it, that's why he stands out like you know he's been captain the last couple of games you know we've, we've played really well I, I don't think yeah. it's a coincidence you know and he's young and yeah. he, but clearly he's got the respect of the players with him because yeah. he's probably the youngest one on the team sheet but yeah 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 they're no, all I, looking I, up I to him no yeah. Yeah. Right, we'll put, him. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> i'd like to yeah. i'd like to see him with us i'd like a season on the on, on you know him on the armband to be honest to see yeah. what he could do because yeah, yeah. i just see him blossom but anyway we'll move on yeah. we'll sort of nostalgia rather than now um okay let's yeah. go into midfield now let's go uh yeah. let's go left midfield left midfield go on right okay first of all i've got to again apologize for my midfield <laughs> i've put players in there it's a four-four-two. This is what I've chosen. Right? I've put players in there who are not in their proper position. It doesn't matter. It right? doesn't matter. It's just because I wanted them in there, mm. right? Exactly. And we pro- with this team, we probably lose six-nil every game. But got to be right. So on First the left, yeah, go on. on the left, Devonshire. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. One of my favourite players yeah. of all time. Yeah. I absolutely love Alan Devonshire. Yeah, as a player. Everything, everything. I, I just couldn't. In fact, he's probably is he is my favourite player. I'm, sure. I'm going to say it for this week. For this yeah, week, this, <laughs> this week, and, until you remember about you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Laurent Courtois, and then that's it. That he's <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but no, no, yeah. It's just, I, I just, I just think he had everything about you know goals in him, but it's just the way he would go past players, put crosses in. Is is just. It was the first time I saw footballers of the time using sort of guile and skill and speed. I know what you mean. And there was a couple of other players who weren't West Ham players who were similar, who excited me as much. As I say, I was just a football fan, but obviously I chose West Ham, but I was a real football fan and a student of other, well, not a student, but I was an admirer of other players. Yeah. And one of the other players that I really liked at the time was a Man United player. Uh, it was called uh, Steve Koppel. I don't know yep. if you've ever heard of Steve yeah, Koppel. Yeah. He used to fly down the wing. And, uh, you know, I, they were similar, very similar to me. Steve Koppel and Alan Demonshire. I just loved watching them play. But Alan Demonshire, for me, yeah. Yeah. He's and he's got the story, hasn't he? You know, non-league, yeah. you know, and it was just, it's just all, yeah. And, and he said five grand or whatever it is from Southall. And, yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. And the thing that surprises me, and the thing that I've, thing that I obviously going back and look watching a lot more of like highlights of, of you know at yeah. Devonshire and Brook and everywhere is the fact that they were doing this on absolute bog fields, you know. And I, I yeah. think I don't think the the less experienced fans of the of the, of the world I appreciate that because they see the bowling yeah. greens at London Stadium and stuff and yeah. it's it was incredible what they were doing on those pitches. And that's what I know it's a, again, I know it's a different time and different generation as well. But if you but the game has changed and it's speedier mm. as well. But if you take the likes of one of the most famous players of all time, of all generations, George Best, yep. he, was get, yeah, he was getting kicked all over the park. You say it was a bog, but he could run circles around exactly. any player today. Yeah. Any player today. So you say, well, hold on. It's not a generational thing. The game hasn't changed that much. Mm. It's just like your class, your class in, in any generation. Yeah. And uh, Alan Demcher, for me, is that kind of player. He could have played in any era 
and he'd be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, when, when I interviewed Mark Ward, he reckons the 86 team would probably about four or five past the current team. That's what yeah. you reckon, just yeah. because not just yeah. the skill, but the collective team spirit as well and the confidence. Um, and it was, it, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't say no to him. I totally agree, I think. Um, all right, we'll put, we'll put Dev on. Let's go, let's go right midfield. Let's go the other side there now. Right. Okay. Totally out of position. Yeah. But I've got to have him in there. Again, one of my all-time favourites. It's the, uh, the Italian uh, with uh, <laughs> an interesting... Uh, Interesting personality in past. Let's say uh, Di Canio. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm having Di Canio, uh, a Paolo, all, all day long. Um, I, I think that Paolo Di Canio could have been, if you look before he came to uh, West Ham, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, and, you know, where he was from in Italy as well, he could have played in lots of different positions. And he could, he was, he was versatile, but he didn't really have um he didn't always show it yeah in, 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 in what i'm trying to say yeah um and then we came to west ham you know he was our finest player and probably one of our finest players of a generation mm. no doubt but it wasn't all success it wasn't all sunshine and roses you know people have this kind of rose tinted view of decanio and west ham at the time let's not forget you know, it wasn't great sometimes yeah. uh, with West Ham at the time, but he was shone, and some of the goals that he scored, you know, one of my mm. th- my favourite goal of all time. Forget about a West Ham goal. His his goal, his you know volley against um, Wimbledon, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it was just just. But it's not just that goal; it's lots of other goals. But I like a, a player that. You can tell just by looking at them that they bleed West Ham. They yeah, bleed no, for their yeah, club. Yeah. Yeah. They will fight tooth and nail, and they will be angry at themselves and angry with every other every other human being, every other organism, if things don't go well for them. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I loved about Palo de Canya. And unfortunately, because yeah. it worked against him, he took that into his management at uh, Swindon and then on to Sunderland, and the players kind of revolted against him. But I tell you what, I would have him. In West Ham, the fabric of West Ham. Yeah. Today, today, to shape up the team, and, you know, and get them all organised. Yeah, I know what you mean. He he was because you, you either love him or you hate him. And yeah. I think for me, you know, he's fantastic. At least you know what side the fence you'll be in. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. uh, he's a divisive character, but he's our divisive character. That way, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he was always like, it was like, um, you know, so like Robbie Savage, you know, he was a bastard, yeah. but when he played, yeah. he was their bastard, you know, it was fair play. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, Decanio, he was, yeah, he was, he was box office, wasn't he, as a player? And he was, the thing is with Palo Decanio is that at the time, uh, Italy were were in desperate need of a Paolo Di Canio type player, yeah. but he would never get a look in. And a lot yeah. of the looking was uh, was due to politics yeah. uh, at the time because of Lazio and, and all all, the, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but also, one of the other big things that a lot of people don't realise is that mm. at the time Italy were very reluctant to pl- to have anybody in their squad who didn't actually play their football in Italy. Yep. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that Paolo uh, uh, Canio had was that he was playing for us um, before Sheffield Wednesday, uh, but he's playing for us who were who were considered a um, not really high on the totem pole uh, yeah. in terms of football. They didn't have the uh, global awareness. 
that's when, if you remember, Man United wanted to come in, and they were. He was very. He was seriously thinking about going to Man United. Yeah. And one of the reasons I was told at the time, and um, I heard from other people as well, that one of the reasons he wanted to go because if he went to Man United, there could have been an opportunity that he would have gone to. He would have been featured in the Italian setup as well. Mm. That didn't happen, of course. But you know, I would have loved to see Cano play for Italy. I would have absolutely loved that. That would have been brilliant. Yeah. But you know, that that that, that never was. But you no. say, you know, he was he was an interesting character, no doubt. Uh, oh, yeah. Everywhere he went, he caused friction. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Uh, yeah. When we interviewed Harry, I asked him what was it like to manage Paolo, and he just went, "You don't." Yeah. You don't manage yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I can get that, you know. You, yeah. you, but it talks to explains, you know, he was like amazing in terms of he would give advice and stuff and yeah. you could see that and obviously some play some fans they've had they've been lucky enough to to meet him and something yeah. yeah, when he was at Swindon he bought a couple like John Joe uh, and Gary Hoyneman. Ho- um they went they brought yeah. him down and he's chatted to, he had all pictures, he opened his drawer at Swindon yeah. full of West Ham memorabilia and pictures and Got yeah, a tattoo yeah. of West Ham for God's sake, you know. So it's yeah, like yeah, no, no, yeah, inked exactly. himself for us. So you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, no, I love him. I well, do he, love him. Well, he still does a lot of work for Sky Sports in Italy, didn't he? Or he was. Yeah. And he was always wearing West Ham tie and stuff, and he'd always have a little face off with uh, Gianluca Vialli, especially when it was Chelsea West Ham. <laughs> and uh, lots of my family of uh, in Italy because they're big Chelsea fans as well, which <laughs> I believe randomly. Uh, <laughs> but they'd say, "Look, it's your your bloke Cadio on your uh, boy. TV." Oh, they're still at it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We had um, a, a good good friend of mine uh, on the channel, a guy called Nasha, who's uh, he he did the the Brooklyn and Bonds mural on uh, yeah. Erkins. So he did that, and uh, Paolo was talking about it yeah, like a few weeks ago, and they had they yeah. flashed it up as a a thing, and it was all he does that we say it's all in Italian, yeah. but he was like, I'll take that, yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, let's go to central midfielder now. Um, your first central okay, midfielder. Uh, yeah, look, again, um, it's my reason for, for supporting West Ham, and that's uh, Sir Trevor Brooking. Yeah. That's it. You know, it's, he's my reason for supporting West Ham. Uh, cultured player, I, you know, just a joy to watch, All, always on the ball. You know, he's got the honours as well, you know, the FA Cup. Yeah. I, I was just, uh, I just in awe of the man, just in awe yeah. of the man, but not, just not just in the way he played, but the manner and how he held himself. And mm. um, the gen, you know, he's he's he is a gentleman, isn't he? So, and i and I love that about uh, certain players who are just they're one club uh, only. They're yeah. they're gentlemen through and through. And you know, it'll always be West Ham. So, yeah. for me, to Trevor Brooking. And, and, and exactly, and obviously, I feel went... quite emotional when I talk about him actually because of. It, it, it's almost like um, uh, you know you, you eat something and it takes you right back to your childhood. Mm. You know, it's you haven't had something for a long time and your memory is right back. And that's with me with uh, Trevor Brookin. Yeah. You know, I I see him. I see a picture of him. I see a name, whatever it is. A couple of years ago, he was he was doing a signing outside of um, out the shop at the London Stadium. 
couple of years ago and I was dragging my son along, this is Trevor Brooking, and he's going, Dad, Dad, just chill, just, just don't you tell me to chill, this is Trevor Brooking, what's the matter with you? <laughs> you know, Dad, I don't want to go, please. You know, but all that sort of stuff. But, you know, and that's what it does. He takes me right back to, as a boy, thinking I've got to support this team. Yeah, and yeah, no, I get of, Because of him. Yeah, that's no, totally, and and yeah, he's. I mean, he's a Trev, isn't he? As you said, he, he's such a nice bloke, and but also the the guy showed you know, immense loyalty. Obviously, when we went down, and yeah. he was still playing for England, but he was in the Essence of Championship, yeah. um, exactly. and you know that would never happen nowadays. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah loyalty's left the game some, somewhat. Um, right, okay, we'll put Trevor in, and who's he going to partner yeah. in the middle? Again, oh, I, I. I've, I've, I've gone against the grain here. Nice. Because, and he's, he's not a midfielder, so he shouldn't be there, really. Don't know. Clyde Best. Oh. Slowly random. Lovely. The reason why I, I, I Clyde Best, because he epitomised everything that I wanted a footballer to be. Powerful, strong, just, just a great player. Now, you got, you got to understand when I when I grew up, I should have been a West West Brom fan or Villa yeah. fan. And West Brom in the seventies had three of the best footballers that I'd ever seen, uh, like Match of the Day and stuff. But one was uh, what was his name? Brendan Batson, a defender. Yeah. Another guy was uh, a guy called Laurie Cunningham, right? He was yep. a fantastic winger. He actually went to Real Madrid, unfortunately died in a car crash, but he, a brilliant, I mean, I mean a brilliant player. Right? And the other guy was Cyril Regis, who was yep. a striker. For me, Clyde Best and Cyril Regis, different, slightly different eras, but very similar kind of players. Powerful, strong, direct. And, and my only regret in life is that I never actually saw Clyde Best play. But all the, the footage that I've seen, all the kind of research I've seen of him as a man, of, of a player, it's just, again, it's just one of those emotional connections. Mm. I don't know why. I've never met the guy. I don't know. But Clyde Best for me. Yeah. yeah. And obviously... I know, totally, it's wrong. I know there's going to be people watching this what are you on about Clyde Best? It's wrong. But, but for me, it's him. And also, he's one of the few West Ham players that's ever featured in, in, in a feature film, would you believe? No. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you, you don't go. know who that is. Shall, shall I tell you? Okay, so yeah. Stepto and Son comedy. Yeah. <laughs> they used to have some random. Uh, they had about two or three films. Okay, so one of them was that uh, Clyde Best was actually uh, featured as a cameo appearance. Uh, in, uh, yeah. So Love I it. think uh, Gra- the 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 old Stepto. Yeah, Stepto actually went into the toilets and and um, Clyde Best walked in. Love it. Love it, love it, yeah. love it. Clive Best. And, and obviously, you know, everything else, everything that's going on in the world now, you know, is he represents, you know, he re- represented a, a real, you know, stake in the ground, really, um, yeah. for, for black players. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've spoken to yeah. lots of people who have put Clive Best in their team because, you know, there's a guy called Simon Green, who I know very well, and he's a, he's a, he's in the, in the music business. Um, yeah. and, and he goes around, literally, he'll go, to, he's like, used to be the Wu-Tang Clan tour manager and things oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 so, yeah lovely yeah. guy, Simon. And um, he always wears West Ham shirt. And yeah. he always, always, people come up to him and talk, talk about Clive Best to him. 
when he's at the concerts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just the impact he, he made, which I think even more so nowadays is, is more is more prevalent yeah. than was then. Right, we'll put Clive in. Uh, let's go. Let's go up front then. Alf, who's your first striker? Right. I'm going to go reverse because I'm going to leave the last one to the very yep. last. And this will tie in neatly to right the start of this, okay? Good. So, um, um, a, a player that I think could have been, he wasn't, but he could have been our best striker ever. But injury and time or whatever just stole him away from us. Uh, Dean Ashton. Yeah. I, I actually think he could have been one of our best players ever totally agree. unfortunately has injuries and I just loved you know when he was with us he came from Norwich he was knocking on the door of England he was just so close to breaking mm. through to being really recognized as a great player and then he got that injury and it was just never the same mm. but for, for a, a, a small minute or two he was brilliant. And I love the way he talks about West Ham now. Still passionate. Still got a lot of affection for, for the club and the fans and all that sort of stuff. I love the way he's, he's not very happy with, with the, the setup at West Ham, just like a lot of us fans. Mm. But regardless of all that, I just loved watching him play. I loved the goals he scored. You know, a proper, a proper old-fashioned centre forward and, and, and that's what I what I liked about him and he, and he could play as well I mean he wasn't oh, yeah. just in the air type thing he, he was a good footballer oh definitely definitely I mean I was I, I remember the, I remember when we we were signing him and I was so excited because he was like yeah. he was like seven million pounds it was quite a lot for us at that yeah. time and it was like yeah, yeah. And, and you're thinking this guy and it was like I remember my brothers were like, "Who?" It's like, "No, this guy's yeah. going to be great. He's going to be good." And it's sort of the same level of excitement I had when Boeing came in because they're like young, hungry championship yeah, players. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's the blueprint for West Ham. Clearly, he's the blueprint for West yeah. Ham going forward. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. Cool. And yeah, he, yeah, I mean, we don't know how long he would have been at West Ham for. I don't know, um, no. but it doesn't matter. He and he would have been. Absolutely. He would have been definitely. The, the 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 partner to Rooney for England that they were England yeah, were crying yeah. out for. Um, yeah, I loved absolutely. him. Loved him as a player. Yeah. And oh, obviously, well, at least at least one of my selections is all right then. <laughs> no, they're all good. They're all good. I love it. Like, I mean, people say you know people say you know it's a, it's a generational thing, but also people say that um, you know you tend to you know, your your favourite music is was your time when you were sixteen. Uh, and that's the tough music that you always listen to. And I think that's the same true of football players as well. In yeah. that uh, when you're sort of 16, 17, they're the players that make the biggest impressions of you. And yeah. Ashton was sort of towards that end of me. That's why I always always sure, sure. have a lot of uh, respect for Dino. And, and who's who's the last piece of this Alf pie then? Right. Um, so this goes right back to the very start. Love it. Uh, uh, so so for, for me... Um, he's, he's the striker when I was kind of really properly aware of football uh, and, and West Ham uh, we got him uh, from QPR um, uh, Paul Goddard yeah. I, mean, I loved watching Paul Goddard play I loved the goals that he scored he wasn't prolific but he still is one of our highest goal scorers I just loved watching him play I loved the sort of energy at the time um, and a lot of people don't know this about Paul Goddard, unfortunately, because everybody talks about Tony Cotty, which he should be up there, and you know Frank McIverney, you know of that famous season. Yeah. But the only reason that 
uh, it, Goddard should have been there, mm. but he got injured. Mm. And that's why that partnership came together. Yeah. But really, it should have been Goddard uh, in there. So uh, for me, uh, and then obviously his, I, I think we sold him on to Ipswich, I can't remember. I can't remember actually who we sold him to. Uh, but then, you know, he's kind of petered out a little bit. But for me, for those, you know, four or five years uh, that I kind of really um, appreciated him, yeah, he was just knocking in goals. You, know, you could say he was, you know, we, with David Cross there as well, he was another great for me, again, uh, generation. But Paul Goddard. I'm having him all day long. No, yeah, nice. Yeah, good shout, good shout. Yeah, and you're right. You're totally right. And I don't know, I don't know what your viewers are going to say. What? What? Poor God, on, please. No, because no. ev- everyone, everyone, it, it's a personal 11. If someone got to say something, then they come on and do their 11, and people can criticise that. That's, no, no, that's, that's the beauty no. of it. But I think, no, you're right with Paul God, on, I think. Again, I think he's, he's always the, the afterthought of, of the 85 yeah. 86 season. Um, yeah, yeah. As you said, Lyle didn't pick, pick Macca up front. He, he yeah. picked him for his a 10. And it all was to yeah. be interviewed Macca and he, that's what he was saying. And um, yeah. and no, it's um, totally great. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Nice. Yeah. I think I think it's the first time he's come up, Paul Goddard. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Um, he says well, when he looks at, right. looks at his spread right. sheet. So that's always good if he got a first. Got a first. You got something yeah. to brag about. Um, right. Yes, right. the first right. time. There that's we it. go. So leave it to me to bring on Paul Goddard. There Brilliant. Lovely stuff. Uh, yeah. Alf, it's been great, man. It's been really nice chatting to you. I've well, really, you. really enjoyed it. Thanks for Really, really fun. Try to have a bit of fun there. Yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm just not looking forward to the comments below. Oh, don't worry. When people say, God, what do you know what? Everyone, do you know what? We don't get I that. I stand by it. I stand exactly. by my... They mean something to you, and that's that's the important thing. That's we don't get we don't get people we don't get people criticizing choices here because it's their because because it's their personal eleven. It's yeah. you know it's their eleven. But um, no, thanks, Alf. Really appreciate. It. And obviously, everyone subscribe that's to fine. subscribe to Orange United as well. And um, you probably all do anyway. But make sure you do because there's some great content, particularly with the watch-alongs and and the and the live live stuff they do all this time. They're, they're really really good. And all nice bunch of lads, and we've so we've had four of them on now. So it's all good stuff. And um, obviously. Thank you for watching, you know, like, share, subscribe, all that type of stuff. And until next time, for me and Alf, take care, everybody. We'll see you again very, very soon. Come you on. See you later. Bye-bye. Out the others. Out the others. Brilliant. Cheers, Alf. That was great fun. Right. Thanks very much. Love that. Um, that was great. I yeah, like really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's fun. I, I love I, I love it when people take a lot of like agonize. It's like it's like X Factor. Yeah. You know X Factor when they pick yeah, their yeah. groups like late night of like post it like you know, Polaroids of yeah. Parks and Ludo going, oh, I don't know. I'll yeah, sleep on that. Yeah. Um now for the fun though, I like to do the crossed hammers if if that's okay with you. You don't have to if they want to. The what, sorry? The crossed hammers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Just, just sure. to piss off Nigel Carr, because yeah. Nigel Carr yeah. doesn't like doing it. Brilliant, thank you. I do it to piss off Nigel. Do that as well. Yeah, cool, cool. Do you know why I do that? Yeah, why do you do that? No, no, it's not. It's not Stuart Pearson. So Stuart Pearson, ah, Pearson. Yeah. Ah, we, okay, we, get we you. signed him from Man United, and Man, uh, Stuart Pearson. Anytime he scored, he used to do like that. You see. <laughs> Again, it's something. It's logged in there. No, I love it. That's what I love. That's that's like this. That's this show. You know, we're talking and like, you know, we had a conversation. I can't remember. I was talking to, and then 
I don't know, a conversation. We went off on a tangent about Papa Booper Diop. Yeah. And it's like, oh. what? You know what I mean? But, but no, I, I uh, like to do that on all my videos now just to piss off Nigel because he doesn't like doing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network.